Wonderful. We are live. Yeah. <laughs> We've already started our discussion before even going live. So hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to this beautiful episode um, that we have today on Women Empowerment Series. I have a star with me, and I am so honored and so delighted to welcome you to our platform. Um, this platform is really to present and showcase some of the amazing women who are doing incredible work, empowering other women around the world and uh, leaving a footprint and a legacy for a better, helping women see a better better life, a better, better design, a dream, and see it as reality. So welcome, Sabrina. Such an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you too. And I love your work. And so many women were excited to have you in today. So I hope they'll be joining us. When you, If you're connecting, let us know where you're connecting from. If you're watching us on replay, say a replay. And uh, we'd love to, to get to know you also. So Sabrina, would you introduce yourself? Tell us about you, about the amazing journey that you've been through this past year and before. And what brought you to become such a catalyst for empowerment and for Yes, you can for every woman. <laughs> yes. So um, I was actually raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. um, everything was quite all right until I became boy crazy around the age of 15 and became pregnant with no husband at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. And that was the huge pivot in my life. Yeah. Um, I lost my entire community, my entire family. And I was just kind of flailing around the world just as a single mom, stereotypical, no money, totally naive, pretty dumb. And, um, you know, digging in the couch cushions for 42 cents because I'm negative $67 in my bank account, car getting reported out of the parking lot, eviction notices on my apartment door every other month, wanting to commit suicide, wanting to throw my baby out the window. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of the things just so anxiety ridden, so much depression, um, and because of that, I fell into the arms of a man who had red flags stapled all over his body, like visible red flags. But I was just so desperate for attention, so desperate for like anybody to just be there for me that I just clung on to him. He had money and I fell hook, line and sinker into all of the subtle covert manipulations that he did. Um, left my place, moved in with him to clean house and like do all the things, didn't have to pay rents, um, wound up giving up my job and working for his company, giving up my phone, using his phone, giving up my car, using his car. Wow, so you were in the control sphere yes. of his yes. being. Yes. And what's so crazy about it is when it's happening, you don't recognize it's happening. You're just, he was gifting, he was like gifting this stuff to me. He's like, oh, let me give this to you. Let me give this <laughs> And then one day I turn around and I'm like, oh, I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. Nothing's in my name. I have no money in my bank account. When was that turnaround? Like, when was that wake up? Do you still remember that moment when something just clicked? Do you yes. remember what it came from? Why? How did it click for you? When I when I finally realized what was yes. going on, yeah. it was eight years in. Okay. I remember exactly. I was in the bathroom on the floor, having a total mental breakdown, just crying my eyes out, just wow. breaking. If wow. any of you have had that moment, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yes, we break, all do. And yeah. you're screaming and you're crying and you're just like, why? I can't take it anymore. Yeah. It's too and much. Google, Google saved my life. I pulled my phone out in the dark and I Googled, why is my boyfriend 
bullying me because I didn't know any other vernacular other than bully. And this entire world of toxic, toxic relationships, mm-hmm. narcissism, empath, codependency just hit me right in the face. Wow. And everything pivoted at that point. Wow. That's incredible because it's true. When we hit some time rock bottom, when it's really dark and you don't see it, there is a moment when you have like a spark of wisdom. It's like, why? This should not be my life. Yeah. And that's where you take the decision. And how did it, how much time did it take you to find yourself back with your dignity and you know, in a path that you really want to from that moment. The cool thing about it is it started to happen immediately. I think a lot of times people don't recognize you put a little bit of hard work. People don't want to do the hard work. Sometimes they're scared. They're fearful of it. But immediately, I mean, within days, there was a difference in the way that I was being, in the way that I was seen, in the way that I was um, looking at my life and my perception Um, but to actually get out of that situation and escape that situation took four years. I, um, within a couple of weeks, I opened up a secret bank account with my heart pounding out of my chest. I was so scared. Um, but about a year after that, I opened up a secret storage unit again, heart pounding out of my chest. And I had these little tiny itty bitty streams of income that were Mm -hmm. falling into the secret bank account. It took me four years and wow. over the course of four years, I collected $50,000. And that's a crazy story. Um, yes. Those four years that, ah, oh, it was so insane. I wanted to give up so bad. Just so much craziness happened during that time. I don't even know how I did it. But anyways, I literally escaped. I, um, one day, I still remember where I was that day also. Um, I walked out with my son, our clothes, and my bicycle. And totally started over again with a mattress on the floor. Wow. That's a movie. Your life is like a movie. It is a movie. It really is a movie. It's incredible. One day. And, but look at you now. You're yeah. such an inspiration for every woman. Yeah. To never let anyone, you know, abuse them or bully them or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, while this stuff was happening to me, I remember just asking myself, like, what is the point? Why is all of this stuff happening? And it would be like, right when I'm getting a footing, right Mm -hmm. when I'm like, yes, finally, something else would hit me and I'd fall back. And I just wanted it to end so badly. And I would ask, why does this keep happening to me? And there was one point in my life where I thought it was God. I was like, God is punishing me for being sinner. Yes, I'm such a horrible sinner. And that Mm. is why I'm being punished over and over and over again. Mm. And then what happened is when I fell into personal development, I realized that all of this stuff was happening to me to teach me something. So every time something would happen to me, I would think to myself, wait a minute, what am I learning? What am I learning? I love that. I love that. Yeah. Exactly. Where's what am I learning? Yep. Mm. So the, the victim, the victim mindset went away. The crying went away. The anger went away. The frustration went away. And I would just look around and I'd be like, "What is he teaching me? What mm. am I learning right now? What is being done right now that I am going to need to use?" Yeah. When I leave the situation. Excellent. So you are already visionizing, like seeing yourself leaving the situation. And that's what made you 
Yes. It's the power. It's like when you see a light somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. But that's the question is, it's not why is it happening to me? It's what do I learn from it? And often, yeah. And often we we get completely scrambled because you're like, it's my fault. It's like, I'm the bad one. I attract bad things, but we are not. Hmm. Yeah. It's very hard. So th- that's that's an incredible. I mean, I all, I'm so in admiration with all what you've done, and uh, and I know that this year, and I've been a guest to your podcast, which I loved, and all the amazing women. How is this unfolding? How how are you using that to really share your voice? Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting about um, her nation, which is what you're talking about is it did it I didn't know I was not trying to create what I am creating um it started out as just a YouTube channel called her version her being yeah I remember the name her version I wanted to share my version of my story with the religion with my parents with my community with my abuser with the baby daddy and I'm like I want to share all of this craziness that has happened to me I need a place to speak my story and I opened up this little YouTube channel called her version her being me yeah and women started to comment like oh my gosh I can relate to this my story is like your story And I started to get this feeling like I need to invite these women on to share their story. Their Mm -hmm. story is equally as um, important as my story is. Mm -hmm. It turned into a podcast. And then as it turned into a podcast, I was like, I want to showcase these women somewhere. Where can I showcase them? Where can I have them all together? So I created a website Mm -hmm. and then I created a Facebook group. So it's just slowly morphed into this, this beautiful. Now we have coaching, we have sessions, we have masterminds of just these women that are coming together, recognizing that there's another level. I love that. Yeah. But be but okay, let's go back to the time where you opened your YouTube. I, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do yes. that. How did where did you find that courage from? It's funny because I was actually just on the phone with somebody today um, who was talking about that. She came from narcissistic abuse and she's like, I don't think I would feel comfortable talking about that because my children are so young. Yeah. In our lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it started out with with nurse, with me speaking my story. Um, I just, I just felt it. I don't even know. I just, my son was 17. Uh-huh. So he's old. And, and I just like, I don't know. I just actually, I started this. I started speaking my religious story when he was 16, actually. Mm. I didn't start speaking the baby daddy story until he was 17. So I was started sharing sections of my story. Okay. Um, not with my son first, mm. so like the religion, mm. pregnancy, um, the narcissistic abuse from the next guy that I was with. Then mm. once my son turned 17, I started speaking about single, you know, the issues with Being all a single mom and that. But mm. I don't know. I just felt... I don't even know where I was or what I was doing, but I just set it up. I mean, one day, it's just her version. I went on the, the store. I'm like, I want to tell my story. My story needs to be told. It needs to be heard. And it's amazing because that's the best way to really cu- create communities around you yeah. and create an empire, in fact. I mean, because you're on the way on your way to really make this grow so much. Yeah. Is to... Um, 
relate to make others relate to your feelings because yeah. that's what you did you yeah. shared your stories and what you shared in reality is the emotions that you've gone through because yeah. no one can discuss that these are yours yeah and you can express them there's no one can express them as well as you do exactly and we go through so much and it's kind of like i didn't want what I went through, all of the depression and the anxiety and the tears and the crying and the yelling and the heartache, I didn't want it to be for nothing. I'm like, this has to be for something. Yes. So I made it for something. I don't even know if this is what it was for, but I am by golly making sure that it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> I love that. But that is incredible because that's what it is. It's like if anyone, when going through the hurt and the pain and the suffering, can realize that, you know, all those phases, yeah. they are making your story that is not for you. It's for everyone else. Yes. It's like this is the perfect, uh, you know, representation of the song by Whitney Houston for every woman. That's what you do. Yes. Um, every woman. Yeah. I walk the walk for every woman exactly. and that's exactly what you embody yeah you embody exactly. that my story is for every woman because yeah. we have all gone through something hard and difficult in our lives yeah we all did yeah, yeah. that's one of the things that I talk about is when I share my story it's not to hurt the people it's not to badmouth anybody of course not it's to educate people who are in the mm -hmm. same situation they deserve mm. to know. I didn't know. I didn't know that what I was going through. One of the questions that I used to ask all the time when I was in these situations is, is this normal? Yeah. Because if you don't know anything other than your life. Yeah. You think it's normal. That's true. That's true. You think that's how life is. Yes. That's very true because you're programmed that way. So home for you is being mistreated. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like coming down from whatever, wherever you're at that heightened level yeah. and, and allowing yourself to say, who can I ask Dr. Hind? Who can I ask? Right. It's yes. finding individuals like you who know how to do it a little bit differently That's than true. the way I knew how to do it. But the yeah. only way that I could figure that out is if there's individuals like you who are out there who are yes. saying, hey, there's this other option. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love it so much because, um, you know, even when I speak to women and I talk to them, I want them to feel that there is no need to go really down and touch rock bottom before realizing that you have wisdom, you have a power, and you can change your life. 100. You can do it now. Don't sit in the, okay, good, kind of mediocre, but kind of okay, kind of comfortable, but better than others, and yeah. look up and aspire to something great, to something beautiful, extraordinary, Yeah. you know? Because yeah. that's what we end up doing. A lot of women end up just cruising by and just feeling, you know, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay. Until yeah. they get so frustrated and they get hit by something that is that shakes them and make them realize that they have a stronger power in them. If they if they manage to come out of it, right? Yeah. Because not everyone is able to. Yeah. Um, 
And a lot of times when you're in situations like this, it's easy to gaslight yourself and easy to like trick yourself into thinking that you're over exaggerating or being dramatic. I know that one of the things that I did when I was in that abusive relationship, because he would gaslight me so badly, which you can gaslight yourself too, um, by tricking me and saying that I wasn't, that I was lying or that the way that I viewed it was wrong. So I started to keep a journal. Mm. I recommend everybody to do this. I would journal a happy face a neutral face or a sad face with a little entry of what happened that day. Really? And what that allowed me to do was to be able to start to flip backwards and see that there was like 75% sad faces. Wow. So you don't even write, you just do the emojis. That's yeah. it. Or with, a little, with a little thing of a story, like why was it sad? And then I would put like a few sentences when did you start that. doing that? Did you start doing that after the bathroom scene or before? Yeah, before. Before, okay. So you were building up to that. Yeah. yeah you, you, like you needed to convince yourself using a logic that that's yeah. the way to be. How interesting. Yeah. And what's so crazy about it mm. is, and I'm saying this again to educate women out there. My ex, the abuser, found the journal when it had like a hundred entries in it and he's flipping through and instead of him, right. There's a part of us that's like, oh, yeah, oh he's going to see it. He's going to see it. And he's going to understand that like all of the horribleness that he's doing to me and he's going to change. But instead what he did was he said, Oh, so you are concentrating instead of he's like, I pay attention to the good things you pay attention to the bad things. Yeah. Typically. You're negative yeah. and I'm positive. And he made it bad. Wow. He made it bad. And he threw it out. Tore he it out. your journal. Threw it out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't start another one for a very long time because I'm like, maybe he's right. Maybe I am focusing too much on the negative. I need to start focusing on the positive. So wow. he made me wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then but I endured more. Control. more. And then I started the journal again. Mm. Again, 75% sad faces or more. Then I fell into the whole bathroom thing with the Google. And that's when the whole world opened up. And I had a journal with proof. <laughs> this? I'm not freaking crazy. No. Plus Google on my side. And I was like, this isn't even me. Mm. I am in a toxic relationship and I didn't even know it because nobody yes. told me. But because I didn't, didn't know otherwise. Yeah. You didn't have any others. To you, that's the normal. That's yeah. the normal way. Because you know how we all function. You know, our subconscious mind is filled of habits. So that's how you are. And we kind of, you know, do things from a habitual way of being. And it becomes home. Like the bad relationship, the everything bad. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. Well, you look amazing now. And you look such a beautiful light. Thanks. You were showing me the beautiful painting that you have. Yes. You paint a lot. I love it. Yes. That. No, she's my one and only thing I've ever painted. I want to take it. She, oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. You're like an artist. Yeah. It looks amazing. <laughs> She was just in me. I literally, it's actually a hilarious story. So the frame came out of some, my neighbor's trash can. 
Like, <laughs> Nancy and I were driving to the store. We see this beautiful picture, uh, not beautiful. It was just a picture of um, like stores, like something that yeah. would go in someone's But kitchen. big. It's like yeah, impressive. Yeah, it was in perfect condition. Yeah. So my fiance is like, oh my gosh, let's get it. And I'm like, this does not match our house at all. But he's like, it's in perfect condition. So I was like, whatever. So we took it home, like right down the street, just dropped it off at home, went back to the store. And it sat in our dining room, just leaned against the wall for like months. And then I'm literally sitting here just doing my work like I do all the time. And I was like, you know, I want to draw something. I'm going to paint something. It just came to me. I don't even know. I did it over the course of three days, painted the whole thing black. So it was like from scratch canvas. Yeah. So that you, you don't have the other picture before. Yeah. And she just kind of came out of me. And it's even 3D. Like all of this is a 3D, really? it's, wow. it's, um, it's romance novels pages. I love it. So I tore apart a romance novel, the pages, and I modge podge the pages to the back. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so the feathers and everything are kind of like 3D. And then her rose on her neck is I love the rose. Real mm. roses. Yeah. These are real roses. Incredible. Well, not real, but they're like they're yeah. they're like 3D. I, so. It's so beautiful. You 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 have an artist out of you now expressing herself. Thanks, yeah. Finally, yeah. Yeah, yeah finally, it is. Yeah. This is the stuff. This is. The I stuff. love it. That's sure. amazing. You know, you see how you when you start feeling good and you let go of all the rage and the negativity, you let energy flow. So you have your intuition, intuition guiding you, creating beautiful things. Yeah, things out of this world, right? Because you know this painting is so unique and so special. Thank you. I love it. It's so beautiful. Thank wow. you. Oh, it's really I want to nice. ask you a question. Sure. Can this podcast go in any direction or do you have a specialty? Do you have a... No, I wanted to, to talk. Uh, and, you know, I love your work. I really wanted to uh, inspire women about sharing their stories and not shy away from them and yeah. not feeling ashamed of things. It's yeah. not because it's not their fault when things happen the wrong way. Or, and often the guilt and the rage and, and the shame. Yeah, they the shame. Them down yeah. so much. So yeah. much. So this has been coming back and back. And that's why I really wanted you to. But go ahead. Please ask me a question. So, um, <laughs> so I just got off the phone with um, a networking call. Really nice woman. And we got into the discussion of femininity versus masculinity. Mm. And I brought it up because when we were talking about business, she was asking me how I run my business and <clears throat> um, like my time blocking and how I get it all in. Cause I do a lot. Like I'm, yes, I do, you do. A lot of right. stuff and I work a lot in order to get the growth and the expansion that I'm visualizing for myself. So I'm talking to her about, my business and how I'm rolling it. And she was kind of trying to get some advice because she's looking to get her business kind of up and rolling. She's going from in one industry into another industry um, that are kind of parallel, but she's doesn't know what to do. So I gave her, you know, some of my advice and she, you know, and I'm like, I work a lot, you know, I do all the things, but I have a big vision. Like mm -hmm. I'm not messing around. Like I have a huge vision for what I am trying to create for myself and the females that right. I am, um, that I am creating a foundation for here. And <clears throat> I said, um, you know, I work from what most women would call or, or call, um, a masculine work ethic. Mm 
I I push and I pull and I push and I pull. And then she started talking about feminine. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think it's very important to work more in a feminine way and this and that. And the other, she wasn't arguing with me. It wasn't an argument, but it was just very interesting. And I'm seeing this more and more. And I know that you talk to a lot of coaches and I'm seeing this divide between women who work their coaching practice in a more feminine way. At least that's what they say. And then women who work their coaching practice in more of a masculine way. At least that's what they say. And my question to you is, do you identify in one or the other? And what is your thought process as far as meshing them or, or, or pulling them apart and mm-hmm. how you run your business? I love that. I um I love it because these are the questions that we are discussing these days. It's like whatever conversation I have, we come back to this. I um I came to understand and to work uh, with this past two years how to balance between the two. So I'm actually holding the two frequencies together in my work and how I work with women. And that's why even my method, which is believe, act, and lead, believe, it's completely feminine. It's like the femininity. It's getting your divine self, your magical self. It's uh, celebrating the sovereign in you, letting your intuition help you that one day you look at the painting and you just draw and you don't question, you see. Letting your intuition guide you and believe and make you operate in the field of possibilities. What if? Mm. One day, my podcast is like a million people in it. What if one day I am, you know, I don't know, on CNN or I'm getting this huge award. That is the field of possibility. So that's my first phase. And I work for a whole six weeks to two months in that. Because I know that through my own journey, the moment I open to let magic and believe in it, I see magic in my life. From my dream to go to Harvard, from my dream to work at the World Bank, from my dream to be in with head of states defining huge strategic decisions, that was completely feminine energy. And then that's not enough because you need to get the skills. Often we say you align your thoughts with your feelings. Yes, but you need to have the matching skills. That's where masculine energy comes. But you don't use it to... You don't use it to become controlling of that field of possibilities. Do you see? You use it to define your strategy, to define a plan, to stick to it, to to really do the work because you need to show up. (laughs) You need to have your podcast. You need to do the website. You need to invite women. You need to be there. That's doing the actions. To me, that's all masculine. Yeah. But you do that without controlling Without seeing, have they seen what, seen what I did? How many people did you show up? I was waiting for it. No stress around that. Yeah. You let it happen because you trust the process. So you need to weave in both energies in everything you do. And the moment you learn how to walk with the two frequencies together, that's being the greatest leader. That's why the third phase for me is leadership because I see leaders as, now that's my phone just ringing. Oh. Let me just stop it. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's to me being the great leader the difference between just leading your way and doing and you know talking and showing up is adding empathy the love the caring that feminine side of you 
that feminine side of just being. Because when you are being and trusting, you have a love that radiates from you. Truly. Not just, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be do this. Like I have a plan. I manage. It's not managing. It's leading. It's shining your light and knowing and trusting that everyone who is a match to you is following you. And yeah. they're going to be following you. And yeah. the ripple effect will make that person bring another person, bring another person, and it becomes a whole wave throughout the world. You see? So you do need that trust of the feminine energy, of just being. Feminine is being. Being is the, the, the feeling. Everything about ING is like, I'm being here. I'm feeling. I take a moment and just enjoy Loving it with you. You look beautiful. The colors, the hair, the painting, and just enjoying that moment. That's feminine. And we need that. Imagine if every hour we can take just a few seconds to feel that. It will rise up the vibration so much. Then you go back and do the work. Because we're good at that. We're very good. <laughs> but then we win some of those moments. Because it's almost you sing a song for your own body following the universe. Like you become in harmony with the universe because the universe is music, it's listening, it's feeling, it's being, it's enjoying. And that's everything with ING is the femininity. But when you do, you check, you control, that's masculine. So you need both of them. That's a new way for women to thrive, a new way for women to reach millions. Attracting. So so with men who are successful, which we see them all over the place, mm -hmm. they're everywhere. Are they harnessing feminine and masculinity power to get to where they are? They are. Um, in their case, we need the feminine because we need the trust. We need to know that everything's okay. They usually have such a powerful belief in themselves. So to them, that's their, they match to the money, to the success, because they have this, you know, egoistic, egocentric way of thinking. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. So they don't discuss whether they deserve to be at that level. While us, we always discuss, do we deserve it? Do we deserve it? And the only way to do it is to use the femininity to let it come. But other men, and you see that, you know, some men are nice, some men are not, but they collect the money because to them, there is only them that matters. They are programmed this way. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. In what part of that are you teaching that women deserve money? Uh, we've all through it because deserve money, it's receiving. We don't know how to receive. Yeah. We grow up knowing how to give. We give. Even being a mother, it's not, you know, the mothering part, it's not feminine. It's very masculine. It's like, I protect my son. I protect my daughter. I'm like, I'm like, you know, come and close and do something to her and you'll see the lioness coming out. That's very masculine. We yeah. think it's feminine, but it's not. It's doing and doing. So yeah. uh, that when you start opening the channel to receiving and feeling that you can receive any minimum things, just like a compliment, gift, something, you start being ready to receive money and money start coming to your life. See, so it's linked to and I'm an engineer and, you know, corporate finance. So I'm able to collect, you know, find, I found a harmony between these two woo-woo and spiritual way of being. 
and the logic and the planning with it. And yeah. they can come together. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm, really getting, I'm, I'm really getting like frustrated with, not frustrated, like, Mah. but there's just this subtle like irritation of a lot of these coaches, female coaches who are, who seem to be only coaching femininity as the way to be. And I'm running into these individuals that are really struggling with the sale, with the marketing, with the advertising, because they're being told they, they just need to wait and just, it'll come to them and it'll flow to them. And it's like, girl, no you have to work. Yes. <laughs> like you, you have to work. Stop. Yeah. You got to yeah. work. You, and you have to have so clear about your message and your marketing and what you do. Do you really know what you do? Did you do the work? All these women who have, who are waiting, it's because they have years of working so freaking hard yeah. that they were able to put a footprint. So they have the legitimacy yeah. and people will come and they trust that, but they are allowed to do that because they spent 365 days the whole year working very, very hard. It's yeah. like you put the seed, they've done it. Nothing yeah. comes with just praying and waiting. This Nothing. is the whole thing. Yeah. No. no. So I'm no. just, I'm getting, so I love, I love the mesh. And I think that's very much how I work. Um, yeah. As far as I have the empathy, a hundred percent in so much of my work, sometimes a little too much. Um, but I'm very aware of the amount of work that's necessary for me to get to where I want to go. <laughs> and I think that's another issue is like, where do you want to be? Like, do you want to just be making just enough? Or do you want to be making a little bit more? Or do you want to blow it out of the park? Like, where do you want to be on that spectrum also has a lot to do with how much work you're putting in, you know, that's my right. vision that's is right. really big. So if I want to actually accomplish this amazing feat, I mean, I got to put the hours in. You got to put the hour, of course, yeah. you know, absolutely. You know, I, you know, even like how I define this method, how I created the digital platform. I have a book out actually, which, you know, whoever is watching us can register. Yeah, it's coming on November 11th. I would love you to come. We have a, a big launch on a November 11th. I'm doing it during the masterclass, but there will be a day. So I'll invite you to join me. And it's work. Do you think a book will just pour itself on its own? No, you sit down and work. Yeah. But you know what's the difference? is the state of mind in each, where in which, what state of mind you are by doing the work. That's what makes a difference. It's not not doing the work or doing different things or not doing anything. It's doing the work, but feeling good while doing the work. Yeah. That's why you need that feminine understanding of you being enough, you being beautiful, amazing, because that state of mind makes you pour the most beautiful, outcome that will be appreciated by others I love and that. that yeah so it's not just do the work do the work but if you feel tired and you feel like frustrated it's gonna show yeah. vibrations you read them you look at the posts some posts are just so nice to see some yeah. others like it's that mess it's yeah. like you see the anger but yeah. you that's why you need to be able to heal yourself connect with yourself align feel good because all this femininity what does it make you it makes you feel good it yeah. makes you feel relaxed yeah. it makes you feel enjoyable 
It makes you radiate something so beautiful that people want to be with you. They want to sit around you. They want to read you. Mm-hmm. Then you do the work. You do the damn work. But- <laughs> yes, 100%. And I, I totally oh. resonate with everything that you're saying. And I think that that is a more um, logical way of putting it versus the opposite. Because I think there's a lot of females right now that are just kind of flailing around because they're trying to sit in this femininity of um, womanness and it's not flowing the way it should be. And they're thinking they're doing something wrong. You know, it's unfortunate. It's just missing the act, you know, that act phase. It's feminities believe and like, wow, align and feel good. But what about the actions? Branding, messaging, marketing, strategy. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that when you have the femininity, any strategy works, but you got to do it. Yeah. You got to put this strategy in place. Because yeah. that's when it happens. And if the first one doesn't work, the second one will, won't. The third one, you keep on doing because you believe in where you're going, where you're going. So yeah. you don't stop. You keep on doing it. If you don't see the clients this month, it doesn't matter. You keep on showing up because you build trust. You build credibility. You build yourself. You become better. Yeah. Maybe you were not that good and you thought you were good. But then by repeating yourself, you become actually good. Yeah. It's okay. 100%. And it's also just, that's with anything, you know, speaking to, you know, all the listeners right now, it's not just business, it's life, life. you know, in life. Like I think of my scenarios and I would still be in those situations right now if I didn't take action. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You are exactly. Yeah. Like I had to do a lot of work. I had to act. I had to like research. I had to do scary things. I had to step into fear over and over and over again to get out of that and to be where I am now. Like I play scared all the time. I'm scared a lot. Well, of course we all are scared. Those are the things you have to do though. And then what happens is when you step onto that step of fear, you look around and you're like, oh, wow, this is actually very similar to the last step I was on. It's the same fear. So you can just keep stepping just step by step. And that fear becomes normal. Yeah. You eat it at at breakfast. You eat it at lunch. You know it. Yes. Keep going. But you know, you are describing what a leader is. A leader is yeah. somebody who has the courage. The courage comes because there is fear, but you build the courage to overcome that fear, the fear of not being able to show up and do a live, the fear of being rejected, looking for clients. That's the fear. But yeah. you have the courage to carry on no matter what because your context, your mission, your vision is bigger than all of that. It's yeah. not going to stop you. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And to you, it's such an enjoyable, beautiful friend, Sabrina. I love you and I love your work. You are amazing. Yes, thank you. I so appreciate you too and all the goodness that you bring. I love sharing the stage with you. Me too. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. So whoever wants to um, follow up, has see, saw a replay, it, it's playing on Facebook. It's also playing in LinkedIn. Give us a hello. So I didn't see them. the comments today didn't show for some reason. Sometime live stream does that. But it, thank you for coming. Thank you for honoring us. And uh, congratulations for all the work and for the beautiful, you know, print that you are doing for every woman in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.